Welcome to the Scaling Creative Podcast. It is an exciting topic today. It's a big one. Social media, which mm. is why we're going to kind of break it down into some bite-sized pieces. But today we're going to talk about kind of just the overarching theme of social media and our thoughts, mm. some advice that we have, um, some personal experience that we can kind of glean from. So are we ready to get this thing started? We're ready. Mm-hmm. We're welcoming back Mindy today to the podcast. Thank yeah, you. It's good to be back in the new place. Yes. Oh, yeah. Her first, yeah. Yesterday was her first day in here. Yeah. She, she strategically scheduled a mission strip during the whole move. <laughs> that was very so planned. Yeah, so I, I didn't so. have to set up anything. Yes. I got to advise and the pick one out. that would do the best. the best. I know. That's why we had you building desks. <laughs> right? It's like made no sense. No. That's why no half, of these, half of these chairs are like about to fall apart here. We're like, we're hoping we last. I was just in the editing Can dungeon the whole time. Yes. Can you imagine if one of us just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can actually. <laughs> Michaela must have put that and one And it would together. be Michaela that would happen to. Yes. Probably, yeah. Michaela definitely put that one together. <laughs> yeah. cool. All right, let's dive into it. Let's right. get let's into go. this. All right, let's do it. So good marketing really is all about showing up where your customer lives. And mm-hmm. in today's day and age, wouldn't you agree that everyone lives on social media? Yes. Yeah. Look around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone is pretty much glued to their phone mm-hmm. these days. And I think the exciting thing about this series is we're going to be breaking it down into the different platforms mm-hmm. because they're each, they kind of each have their own thing, their own, you know, group of people that kind of lives on those platforms. There's different strategies, I feel like, for each one. Um, so, but today I really do want to tackle um, the whole, just again, social media in general, because I want to help people overcome the overwhelm. And that's hard to do. You think? Yeah, oh yeah. It's hard to do because it's, it's just huge. And unless you have a team doing it, it's just going to be hard to do. Yeah. So we'll do our best to right. not make people feel overwhelmed, but the reality is the reason that a lot of people hire people to help them with it mm-hmm. is because <laughs> it's a huge thing and right. it is hard to tackle. Mm-hmm. Right, for sure. But I think people have this, whether it's for a business or for a personal brand, this thought that you have to be everything on every platform. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that's the case? Do you feel like a lot of people think that way? I think a lot of people think it. I think that you should be everywhere all the time, but mm-hmm. most people can't. Mm-hmm. So you should strategically decide where you're going to be mm-hmm. and then be active there. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I think the biggest thing is just, we've said it many times before, you're better off being on one mm-hmm. and posting lots of stuff on there mm-hmm. than saying you're on everything mm-hmm. and only paying attention to one. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that like if you are overwhelmed, it's usually because you've opened accounts everywhere because mm-hmm. you were told to, never learned how to use them, yeah. And then they're all dormant. And then when you randomly post, no one looks at it and you're like, I, I just can't, I, I can't keep up with it all. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's hard to do it all if you're doing it by yourself. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It definitely doesn't look good when your last post was 903 days ago. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's pretty common. It's very common, yeah. Yeah. So where do you think that brands or personal brands should start when it comes to, to social media? Or should they have a strategy? I think you definitely should have a strategy. 
-hmm. I think, and the best place to start is to figure out where your main target demographic Mm -hmm. lives, which is very easy. Because at the bare minimum, you can break it down by age. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Snapchat is 13 to 18-year-olds or a little younger. Okay. And this is just overall. There are some of both sides that leak into other platforms. This is Mm -hmm. just a general. 13 to 18-year-old is Snapchat. 18 to like 33, 34 is Instagram. 34 and over is Facebook. And LinkedIn is all sides, right. but a different a different person. Everyone is different on a platform like LinkedIn than they are on social media. So I think all okay. ages can actually be and can be successful on LinkedIn. It's just people go into it different. I always mm-hmm. think of LinkedIn like is the place that people put their their night their good suit on. They're mm. they're going in to network. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going in to just randomly post random things. Right. They have like reasons. Yes. And that's why I think LinkedIn can be cool. And we'll talk all about LinkedIn in another episode, but it's just, it's very direct mm-hmm. to business customers. So, in a B2B business, a business to business type of customer, mm-hmm. that's where they are living right. for actual business. Mm-hmm. But they're also somewhere else. Like, very few people, LinkedIn is their platform. They're not on anywhere else. Like, that's pretty rare. Right. So, they're usually somewhere else where their demo is. Mm-hmm. And then they, do it. But I think it's also important to realize that people change, like people get older, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So there's also, you know, 40-year-olds that are living heavily on Instagram and especially males. A lot of older males over 34 are living a lot on Instagram because mm-hmm. they just like the stuff. So it doesn't mean that 33 years old, like your account gets shut off. <laughs> it just means that people, that's just in general kind of the, the age demographic. Okay, so one of the first things that a business should look at is, okay, who's my essentially target market? Mm-hmm. And then figure out where that customer is living the mm-hmm. most. And that should be one of your biggest focuses. At least a good starting point. Yeah. Because it'll at least give you a feel for where you should at least start. Okay. And what we hear all the time that drives me insane or when people are said, I don't really think that my customer is on Facebook or on social media. Like, you're out of your mind. Everybody is on social media. Yes. There's a reason that it's so incredibly powerful. So I don't, it doesn't matter what industry you are in. Yep. You're lying to yourself if you say that your customer's not on there. Mm-hmm. Are some of your customers? Sure, maybe not. Yeah. Most people in the world are. That's why yes. one in two people in the entire world or more is on it. They're there. When my grandfather is on something, you know most people are on. Mm-hmm. Are my, on something. My 93-year-old grandmother is on Facebook. Yep. Yes. And active. Yes. Yep. And they're, they're a huge demographic right now for her. It's unbelievable how good. Well, because they're slow. But in a, good, <laughs> in a good, no, but in a good way, they just look at everything. And that's one thing we'll definitely talk about in the, the Facebook side yeah. of it is just mm-hmm. what a good demographic, an older demographic is on Facebook because they've all migrated to be on it because they realize the only way they could keep up with their grandchildren mm-hmm. and their children mm-hmm. are on the platforms. Right. And then they get on it and they get hooked. Like people are like, oh, everyone's addicted to social media. So are older people. Yes. And they may spend more time than most young kids because they have because more time to actually spend. Yeah. <laughs> they scroll nice yeah. and slow. Yeah, they're <laughs> and they're so easy to target. Flat. They look at everything. Yeah. And they're there to see their friends and family. But they have the same ads that you have in mm-hmm. terms of the amount of times they see them mm-hmm. and they see them even more. So knowing that they're there means that you should also think about how you can be there strategically Okay. on those places. Okay. So what does that even mean when you think about being there strategically? Because I think 
somebody who's finally in the place where a lot of their customers are, I think it's easy to get overwhelmed with where to start when it comes to a strategy. Well, I, I mean, I, part of any strategy is obviously deciding like what your goal is. Mm-hmm. And in most businesses, the goal is to sell something. But knowing you want to sell something doesn't mean you should go on the platforms and sell. Mm-hmm. So I think part of the strategy is deciding like how much should our posts be selling versus branding. Mm-hmm. And the more and more you can sway it to branding yes. helps the selling. But having a strategy of like what is what does a non-salesy post look like from your brand? Mm-hmm. I think it's really hard for people to figure out. And the reason I think yeah. it's hard for people to figure out is because most managers or owners are evaluating their social media team per se or mm-hmm. that person on how good does each post do mm-hmm. and does it sell something. Mm-hmm. When like that right away isn't giving them a chance to succeed. Right. Because you can't, it's, if you try to just make every post a sales thing, you're done. Yes. But the problem is, unfortunately, a lot of companies aren't giving people a chance in social media. Mm -hmm. They're so used to like these direct things of like you have 30 days or 60 days, we're going to evaluate your sales numbers and your sales Mm -hmm. numbers and your sales numbers. And they're not even giving people a chance to actually build an online presence. Right. I think that's a huge piece is that it takes time. Mm -hmm. This whole social media thing is Mm -hmm. not, you're not going to be an overnight success. And advertising or marketing, I think because of social media has dramatically changed the way that people do quote unquote sell because it's really more based on providing valuable content. So I know Scott has mentioned this many times, like people go onto social media to either be educated or entertained. Yeah. And even as a business, Mm -hmm. you're, you can sell by doing those two things without like in your face selling. There's a lot of power in showing up. I think there's a lot mm-hmm. more power in showing up more than your the people that you're maybe competitive, you know, competitors, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you don't have to, like you're saying, you don't have to always have a piece of content be a selling point. You can, and you can market that way, but I think it's really important that people don't understand the power in just showing up mm-hmm. and showing up and showing up for, and then people see you because they see you, then they think of you. We talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. but it's something that I think really goes overlooked a lot. And so a strategic side of that is like thinking about what things can you do that add value Yes. so they educate or entertain, Mm -hmm. and then how can you retarget people that are interested Mm -hmm. in what you've posted on that side Mm -hmm. down the road to sell to? Mm -hmm. But the problem is you have to know that that's not an an overnight thing, and that's something that you really do need to have a strategy about. Mm -hmm. Like developing what a non-sales thing looks like, how often you can post it, keeping Mm -hmm. consistent, like actually creating a schedule of something. Yes. And yeah, that can be hard because it is hard like in in this day and age to post a ton of content from an everyday company to Mm -hmm. a point because they do run out of like what they can talk about. Right. But I think the more things that they can post, like people don't realize the power in like their brand that is in, let's say you have a random a dentist company that's mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. That there's power in like posting something. Oh, it's awesome to see the Rams are headed to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but most companies don't want to post non doctor or whatever their company is. Yeah, but it's a silly decision because mm-hmm. it gives you free content mm-hmm. that 
isn't salesy. Mm -hmm. It makes them feel human. And now people are interacting with them Mm -hmm. and starting to see their brand as like, oh, cool. Like they're actual people too. Right. They're actually watching the game. It's not just every single day statistics about the dentist and all yeah. that. It's try- and it's easy to post stuff when you're not concerned about selling because mm-hmm. you don't have to have like a sales pitch. Right. Right. You show up and have a conversation. Like yep. I feel like if you can connect with people, it's not mm-hmm. just about posting the video and then that's it and then mm-hmm. we're, we're done. Mm-hmm. It's like if you can actually comment back and when people like something, like it too, like just be a human with them, not mm-hmm. just a company mm-hmm. that's trying to sell something. Yep. Yeah, and as far as strategy goes, I've even just working with with you and with everyone here at Scaling Creative, I've been learning so much, too, about social media. And one of the things when it comes to strategy uh, and working with clients, I know you've told people, you know, maybe every Friday, recognize an employee or, you know, just different things like that where maybe mm-hmm. you're on a schedule or Mondays, like, you answer questions or, you know, or whatever it is, helping you to kind of come up with some type of schedule. Mm-hmm. And also one that you can you can plan out. You can use yeah. things like, what's it, Hootsuite? Yeah, there's a bunch of, like, scheduling pro, And I think that's the, – the key is just actually having a strategy behind it. Yeah. Like and sticking to it, and then utilizing mm-hmm. utilizing programs like Hootsuite and and these mm-hmm. scheduling platforms mm-hmm. that just help you keep the pattern. Yeah. yeah. So that maybe only once a week for five hours straight, you mm-hmm. worry about your next month's worth of posts mm-hmm. that are valuable in different ways. Mm-hmm. But it can feel more overwhelming because I've even started to schedule a lot more things for my own content. It it actually it becomes so much simpler. Yes. When you're able to like just put a chunk of time out and schedule a bunch of things yep. that make sense rather than because it is overwhelming if you're like, I have five minutes left in the day, I gotta post a bunch of stuff on social media. Right. Well, you could have posted when you had more time. Yeah. For the same time, just right. now you're not having to overthink it. Right. And it also is helpful because you'll randomly come across a cool piece of content or something that you feel like would be valuable, but mm-hmm. maybe it's something that makes more sense on a Monday than a Friday. Mm-hmm. Schedule it now for the Friday. Mm-hmm. It's just something like, have a great weekend. What do you got? What are your plans mm-hmm. for this weekend? And when it comes mm-hmm. back to Monday, like just that, and that's kind of the idea of like the context, which we'll talk a ton about, just understanding like what people are doing on yes. social media and know how much you hate being sold to. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> like no one likes seeing salesy ads. Yeah. And yet companies yeah. keep posting them. Because I think it's the easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. So just think about like putting yourself in the position of your customer. Mm-hmm. What does he or she want to see? You know, what are they doing daily? What are what are blogs that they're following or YouTube videos of people that they're following mm-hmm. or other brands that they're paying attention to and taking a little bit of time because it takes time to learn about this whole social media mm-hmm. thing. But you have to be willing to do that. Yep. You have to be willing to do it or you have to be willing to spend money to not do it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Period. That's so true. Mm-hmm. You either need to work on it or realize you can't. Mm-hmm. And if you're so incredibly busy mm-hmm. because you have 100 employees and all that kind of stuff, then you probably can afford to hire somebody. Mm-hmm. And just hire somebody. That's true. Because not hiring somebody will eventually make you have to fire all your employees because you're going to go out of business. <laughs> yeah. So when you think about um, like consistency and branding, is there anything that you can, because I know, Mindy, you've done just a lot of experience mm-hmm. when it comes to consistency with, with your presence in social media. Mm-hmm. So, and I just think that's something that you're so great at. What are some of, I don't know, just like any kind of 
from a graphic designer's perspective? Yeah. Um, I think, I think figuring out who you are as a, as your brand is mm-hmm. a big part of that and what direction you want to take. And I mean, it, uh, you can go so many different directions. Like for us, I try to create a very creative, um, Instagram feed for us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but for somebody that, um, is a personal brand mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily work because they're just going to post one thing randomly here and there and everywhere. And so it's like, it's who they are as a person and how mm-hmm. you're going to do it. I would say like, even with your personal brand, you can look at some strategies of maybe picking, you know, if you're posting quote graphics, you pick five colors that you use as your background. Okay. Um, you pick maybe three fonts that you use so that people, when you see it, you start as people scroll, they identify you very fast mm-hmm. that that is you mm-hmm. because they know the font, they know it's one of your colors, mm-hmm. and they know it's like the type of thing you would post. And so without like you just like look up in that little corner and you see, oh, yeah, it's from Michaela. So mm-hmm. I know it's from you. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that just really helps with consistency. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and photographers, there's some photographers who do that really well, like not even from yeah. like a – Instagram design, but the idea of you see their image and their color and their representation yeah. mm-hmm. that you know that I can tell you what photographer that is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that is how you're clearly identifying yourself. Mm-hmm. And so if it's in, if you're a photographer, maybe in your photos, if you're mm-hmm. not necessarily a photo based person, maybe in your Instagram grid and your design of the colors. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that brand I think is so important. And she's great yeah. at that. But it's yeah. important for people to identify you. Yeah. They should know it's you. Yeah, and even creating a big thing is on Instagram now is creating a very beautiful profile page. And so I know a lot of people, they'll do rotating like every other one, you know, so maybe the center picture Mm. is always the black and white and then maybe a quote and then it's this, they rotate it. So it Mm -hmm. makes a, you know, so you can do some stuff like that so that when, because people will check out your profile page on Instagram, for instance, more Mm -hmm. than they will hop, before they will hop to your website. Yeah. So yes. what you see there and what you scroll through there, if that's mm-hmm. not a good representation as you mm-hmm. start posting a lot so that it suddenly shows up what you want um, so that people see that it represents well who you are. And even just having that intention behind it can help a lot. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. having even a company design you grids mm-hmm. that you can just put your stuff in. Yep. Yeah. Because what it does, I think, is when people, like she said, when people go to your Instagram, yeah. if Instagram is their platform and you, they go to your grid and they're like, these guys kind of know their stuff. Like yep. this is a good looking Instagram grid because that's important to them. Mm-hmm. It now puts you on this different thing. Like their dentist office, I've never seen a dentist office be this good on yeah. Instagram before. Yeah, It makes them realize you at least have a clue. Mm-hmm. about where they spend their time mm-hmm. rather than you posting the stuff that they're like, okay, clearly they've never used this because words are cut off and dimensions yeah. are messed up yeah. because they realize a person doesn't know how to use it. They're just randomly posting it because they were told they had to. Right. There's a big difference. Yes. And when you're targeting a young demographic, especially under 30 years old, that lives in these social media mm-hmm. platforms unbelievably, in two seconds they know when you have no clue what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And... If you don't have a good presence, 
Like, it doesn't matter if you've spent all your time on the website, mm-hmm. if no one sees it. Mm-hmm. And I would say, too, it's like what businesses need to realize is that probably more people are hop- coming to your website through social media platforms than the mm-hmm. other way around. Than the other yeah. way around. Yep. And so that your social media platform is your first view on what people see. And mm-hmm. before, it was probably your website, but that has big change, greatly changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like what they see on that profile page is their first impression of you. That's yeah. where I go first. Yeah. It's way, I think it's way more important than people realize. Like well, I was talking with one of our clients recently and they were saying, you know, when, when my clients come into my lobby, they come in and there's a certain feel, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, I want them to see and feel and I want it to be clean and, and I want it to look good and, and whatever, all these mm-hmm. things. And he's like, I just wish I could get people on Instagram to feel that or, mm-hmm. to, or, or whatever. And I was like, you can. Mm-hmm. You oh, can. Yeah. Do you realize like that's, that is, Instagram is your lobby. Mm-hmm. Facebook is, you know, where people, mm-hmm. they, they first see you. They might not even step foot into your business until they check you out on mm-hmm. these platforms. So I was, ta- mm-hmm. I was talking with him about that because obviously, you know, with Scaling Creative, we do a lot of video and we do these things that we help people with this stuff. But I was like, you can have them feel that way, mm-hmm. the yeah. same way as when they walk in, but it's online and you have to be able to do that so that people can even move forward. Like you're saying, they might even visit the website. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many people are like, well, I don't know Photoshop or stuff like that. There's so many online resources, apps that let you create posts to the right dimensions for social media. Mm -hmm. And that are like, they have templates and all you have to do yes. is type your text and it yes. looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. And don't feel bad that you're using a template. Because no. yeah. there's a lot of designers it's, that still use it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it saves you time. If it looks good, it, it looks good. It yeah. still looks good exactly. and it saves time it's and it's yeah. more effective. And so I like there's no reason why you shouldn't be producing good stuff because mm-hmm. the resources are there today. The resources are out there. They're definitely out it's there. It's all excuses now if mm-hmm. you actually aren't executing on them. Mm -hmm. And I think people just get so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. that they don't even know where to start, but it's so important to just start. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be perfect. And I think one thing that's super helpful is just test. You know, there are simple things that you can do. Try things. Mm -hmm. I think the most important part is like, I know people don't like being overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. but the reality is you don't, you don't have a choice (laughs) of like, the fact that this is where it's going. Mm-hmm. And Toys R Us might have been overwhelmed with social media too. And look what happened. Yep. And yeah. Sears might have as well. And all the mom and pop shop. It's the reason like I don't, some people don't like this, but I, I don't feel bad for mom and pop shops when they go out of business. Mm-hmm. They don't not, because, not because people, you know, not because I don't feel bad for people, but it's the reason that they go out of business. You, you can't just blame everything on Amazon anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure, are they, Hurting certain industries, maybe, mm-hmm. but I think it's also just that they're very smart in realizing the, the, where we live in. People want things fast. Mm-hmm. They want things cheap. They've, they've mastered that. So if you're a mom and pop shop, you have an advantage that even Amazon doesn't. They can come to you and get your service or, yes. or what you offer, even faster than Amazon can get there. Mm-hmm. But you're hoping that people are just going to support small businesses mm-hmm. They don't know you exist. How can they support you? Right. It doesn't matter if you're local and, and that you love people and that you're from the valley and you're from this area that 50 years, they don't care. Mm-hmm. It's funny how many people are like, oh, Amazon's putting Sears out of business and they're like, they go on Amazon and buy something. Like, it's just, it, it's the world we live in. Correct. And you don't have mm-hmm. a choice to just use the excuse, 
I didn't grow up with this. Well, sorry. This is the world we live in. Yeah, it is. And it's not changing and it's going to get more and more and more. And so you have to start somewhere or hire someone to do it or else mm-hmm. you're going to really regret it because we are living in an unbelievable age right now of mm-hmm. being able to reach anybody for unbelievably cheap yeah. and effectively. Mm-hmm. But there's people that refuse to do it just because it's not comfortable for them. Right. It won't be comfortable for you to shut down your business either. Right. It's a mindset. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes yeah. that, you know, you can do something for so long, but if it's not working anymore, you need to shift your mindset and you can look at it like it's exciting to learn something new, you know, yeah. cause when you're stimulating your brain and like, it's, it's a good thing for you to do. It keeps you, keeps you young. I think the thing that people like, so we're talking about social media and we're talking about like all the stuff that obviously like is how important it is, but obviously the stuff that goes on it, like social media is nothing without the content itself. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably, I, that might even be a, like a podcast in itself, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of wanted to encourage people that like the, like content people kind of are probably like, Oh, I, I want to post, but what do I post? Like mm-hmm. what kind of stuff should I talk about or what mm-hmm. can I share? And I think people are afraid to share stuff that they know about, but you have to realize that the people that are watching it are not as knowledgeable of the thing that you do as you are. Mm -hmm. And so we can talk about this probably at another time because it's a whole other conversation. But I think that when it comes to social media, don't be afraid to share things with people that you do. Mm -hmm. Even if it's small to you, Mm -hmm. it may be huge to someone else. I realized that when we were filming for like uh, one of our clients recently and they were showing me all the stuff and he was kind of like, yeah, it's not really like a busy day or whatever. And I'm like, dude, this is crazy right now. Like he was like, yeah, but it's not that, not as crazy as normal. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm just telling you, like, I don't see this every day. So it's kind of amazing. So what you may think is small mm-hmm. and what you may not think is important could be huge for people to see on these social media platforms. And again, I don't, I don't know if I want to talk about all that today, but I want to tell you, share, like, don't be afraid to share stuff that you do with your clients and, and all that kind of stuff, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. You just have to share your truth. Yeah. Your story. Not, it's not, it shouldn't be that hard for you to think about content because mm-hmm. you should just be creating content that, like, what do you do every single day? Mm-hmm. Start making stuff about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I love the idea of highlighting people, highlighting mm-hmm. employees, because it builds culture. It bu- mm-hmm. builds so many other things while simultaneously giving you more content to post. Mm-hmm. And people like to feel like they're part of it too. And yeah. the more that you can, I think it's a great thing for, because it also humanizes the brand a lot more. Yes. Helping them to feel like there's, actually people mm-hmm. behind the stuff that's coming out. It's true. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't take that much time. Right. It just takes a strategy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thinking about what you're going to do. Right. I was just thinking that if someone's ever struggling with with content, like something that might be a great option is to talk to your current customers about what they love mm-hmm. about working with you or yep. you know what they enjoy about your product or your services or you know how just just get feedback from your current customers 100%. because I think that will kind of give you some direction on maybe what content to provide. Because essentially, you're, you are trying to gain more customers mm-hmm. or more followers depending on what your product or service is or your personal brand is all about. Uh, so, yeah, just you're connecting with people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, that's what I told someone I just met with because there was a new client that we were meeting with and – we were talking a lot about this and what I said to them exactly, like if you can't think of what to post, well, the best way to sell is obviously you solve a problem that people have. So go to your top 20 
clients, customers, whatever they are, find out why they're using you. Yeah. But let, like having them ask, you know, you asking them, what is one of the biggest reasons that you use us answers the question of what content you need to produce around it. Yes. Like, so if they're saying, if you're a laundromat mm-hmm. and they're saying, I bring the stuff here because I'm tired of expenses that go with having a laundry system, where your content can be around that, like yeah. whatever it is, just just the idea of saying, showing while people yep. are doing it. Case studies mm-hmm. are a great way to do because they're mm-hmm. also not even really selling to right. a point. Mm-hmm. Right. They're kind of a good middle ground mm-hmm. of they sell for you, but mm-hmm. it's not really like a call us today for a, it's just showing that more, right. but it also highlights the customer, which yep. also gets people excited about. They want to be on it. And mm-hmm. it just, there's so many things you can do. Mm-hmm. And if you don't overthink it, you can yeah. come up with more and more. Also, yeah. just like look at somebody who's doing it. Like look at right. somebody who's doing really good. Like if they're yeah. like a pizza shop and they're doing incredible social media and you're a plumber, okay, <laughs> how are they, what are they posting about their pizza or whatever it may be that's so good and their, their business and the way that their customer service is or whatever. Just look at all their posts. If they're killing it on social media, look at their tactics and then mm-hmm. apply it to your plumbing business yep. or apply it to your dentist office, whatever it is you do. Mm-hmm. But just, I feel like if you're, not only can you obviously talk to your customers, but look at somebody who's actually yep. doing it mm-hmm. and then just apply that to your industry. I always say like, find, if you're trying to learn about it, like trying to learn how to do this, I said, go, go follow all of your interests. What are your favorite mm-hmm. interests? Go start yeah. following tons of people. Whenever I'm working with a new field that I've never worked for, I'll go and try to find all the top people in the field and figure out follow them to figure out what I'm doing to do research on them to figure out how I can be involved in where they're at and how I can better it. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you just got to learn and you have Mm -hmm. to be open to learning. And I think so many people today are resistant of learning because Mm -hmm. they just don't want to learn one new thing. Yeah. Because they'll be like, well, I just got on Facebook and now you're telling me I have to learn Instagram. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like I I did Twitter and it didn't work, but now you're telling me I have to do Instagram and... Isn't that just a billboard? Yeah. And remember that <laughs> the idea that, that you didn't have success with social media in the past, mm-hmm. you did it wrong. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. social media works. Yes, it, it does. does. <laughs> like th- th- there's, not, there's no debating that. Mm-hmm. That's like it a, works. It's like a law. If you, well, it just does. There's no debate about that. Right. So if you know it works and you have had zero success with it, you're not good at it. And that's okay. Yeah. Because that may not be your specialty. Yeah. Like that's the reality. Like I, I it, this is tricky stuff, social media, because mm-hmm. there are so many facets of it. But if you don't feel like it's something you have time for, mm-hmm. you really should think about how you're going to fix that problem. Yes. Because this is a solution that will help you grow. And every industry has declines of things. And then eventually industries change and only certain people dominate. The reason that there's so many young entrepreneurs and young business owners killing it is because they only know social media, so they're dominating there. Yes, That's what people don't realize. So, mm-hmm. so you can too. Right. So if you're not like them, mm-hmm. hire someone or hire a team or a company yeah. that can. And then look at what they're doing on social media. Yes. We talk about that all the time. Yep. Don't hire people that aren't doing what you want to do mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. If you want to create good Instagram grids or mm-hmm. podcasts or whatever, look for people that are doing it right. that you think are doing it well mm-hmm. and either reach out to them or try to do it yourself. I don't know. Like, it's yeah. just try things. Like, I just think that you have to have a different mindset when it comes to learning and growing. 
you're, you have to shift. And it's yeah. a good thing. Yep. And, and realize that the shift's never going to stop. Correct. As soon as you master Facebook, yeah. something else is going to come. Right. And that's what people really hate. Mm-hmm. That change. I just learned this. Yeah, yeah. And now they change. And why do I know? Everyone was so mad when Instagram changed their algorithm that it didn't show you things anymore in chronological order and all this kind of stuff. Right. And like, this is so annoying. I'm seeing things from four days ago. No, they're brilliant. Yes. Because they realized that if they showed you everything, you'd be bored. Mm-hmm. So they, everyone changed their algorithm mm-hmm. to predict what they think you'll like based on what you're liking. Right. So... If you're seeing something show up that was four days ago, it's because they're doing their homework and realizing you're probably going to like that. Mm-hmm. Or someone, your friend commented on that, that is bringing it back to the surface. Mm-hmm. And I think that people are just so mad when things change after mm-hmm. they dominate it. But it's also why it's so important to not just be on one platform. Exactly. Because if it eventually changes, no longer for the benefit of your business, mm-hmm. you better hope that's not the only place you lived. Exactly. These people that are, you know, massive Instagram influencers and all that right now, it's, it's great. And they're really smart that they're dominating in that way. But what happens when it doesn't favor it? Instagram is talking right now about getting rid of you seeing any likes on people's posts because they realize it's doing something to psychology. Yes. And you don't think that's going to affect people's brand deals when a brand no longer can see how much engagement they're actually getting? Mm-hmm. And the people that are buying likes... Right. No longer have a valid point. Yeah. It's going to change a lot of things for influencers if they actually go through it. They yeah. are, they did it in Canada as like a test. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do it here and it's going to it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Right. Because sure. as there's more and more studies that look into different things and they mm-hmm. change things, mm-hmm. if you have all your eggs in one basket and it no longer favors you, mm-hmm. you're in big trouble. Big trouble. Which is why they say right now it's it's really all about the commenting. Mm-hmm. You know, and having actual meaningful interactions are yeah, calling it. Me, yeah, meaningful yep. interactions. So, where your posts are, you know, whether it's asking questions, and sometimes you need to look at your copy. And if you have this really long post and you ask a question at the end, but a lot of people right now aren't clicking, like read more, read more, <laughs> yeah. you know, then you're not getting the engagement that you want. So, you yep. might need to flip it or, you know, change the picture or video is king. And that's such a good point because that first 10 seconds in video is crucial. Yes. The first three lines in your Instagram, the first, like those things are so important and people mm-hmm. don't even really think about it. Right. They're having their best piece of content being after the main story that bored people mm-hmm. and they shut it off. Or understanding right. like subtitles, like yeah, things like that. Like exactly. No audio. 84% of people watch it without audio. Yeah. yeah. So, explain. explain that because I think a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, so I mean a big reason that you see so many captioned-based things in Facebook, Instagram, all those platforms is because it's no doubt and the next time you go through your social, you'll see it happens. Whether you're in the workplace, whether you're at home, so many people are not actually letting sound play because they're usually watching it where they're not supposed to be. So we've become so accustomed to just watching things without sound and so many more people are doing subtitles because they realize that like, I prefer that just because mm-hmm. if I'm watching a place, I can. And, you know, they say that 96% of people that are, use the bathroom mm-hmm. watch with no sound. And mm-hmm. that's where a lot of people spend time on social media, FYI, mm-hmm. whether you wanted to go there personally or not. What do you do usually when you're sitting on the toilet? Yeah. You are on your phone. Oh, yeah. So if 90% of people as an average are watching without sound, yeah. 
doesn't matter how good your initial 10 seconds of that video is, if you're saying something and the music's unbelievably engaging and this and that, if nobody hears it, they don't know. Right. <laughs> so what, what, what can you do strategically with captions mm-hmm. with not you turn them on or you turn them off, but they're engraved in. So you'll mm-hmm. see us do that a ton with clients because it's very, very powerful because yeah. in all these platforms, when you post natively in Facebook and Instagram and all them, and when I say natively, I mean you're uploading it in their platform, not linking. It plays immediately in someone's feed. Mm-hmm. And so if it starts playing immediately and they're reading it immediately, mm-hmm. what's the first thing they're reading? It's got to be valuable. Yes. That makes them either click it and listen mm-hmm. or just keep watching. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge thing in ads. It's one thing if, if your followers are watching. They may be more engaged than someone else because mm-hmm. they like what you post. If you're running an ad and trying to get someone's attention yeah. – it's incredibly important that you think about how that starts and what few, it looks like. The first few seconds, because if they're under the age of 60, you could lose them in two seconds. Yeah. So yeah. you have to totally. be fast yep. and think yeah. about those, those first two seconds, like Scott said, are so important. And that's why I think the context, a big piece of what we talk about all the time is just that the context of platforms mm-hmm. is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Meaning, understanding what people do in the platforms and speaking their Contextual yeah. language is crucial. Yes. Because, and understanding what that demographic even looks like is important in video mm-hmm. ads. Mm-hmm. Meaning, it doesn't necessarily make sense necessarily to post an ad in Snapchat with a really old person mm-hmm. as the ad. Right. Maybe there's a really good story behind it all, mm-hmm. but what are those people doing in that platform? And how can you make sure that it makes sense to them is a big piece. Which is exactly why we're breaking this podcast into a couple of episodes. Yes. Because in order to um, like speak natively, is that the right yeah. terminology? Yeah. It, yep. You have to kind of know each platform. And know what own, their native language you know, is. Yeah, know what their mm-hmm. native language is and who that person is and why they're there. And so, um, you know, which is also, I think, why it's, oh, that's the other thing I wanted to say too, was about, There are so many brands and people that have incredible messages that I want the world to hear more of, but they're not going to hear it if you're not in the right place. Mm -hmm. And And you're not knowing how to tell it differently in different places. Yes. Like that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. That same story can be told five different ways Mm -hmm. on five different platforms and have an entirely different impact. Yes. When it's told in a platform and a story that makes sense, mm-hmm. that you wouldn't talk to a 13-year-old the same way you talk to a 60-year-old. Mm-hmm. And that's what people do on social media. Yeah. And then naturally they always say, you know, my, I get the most engagement on Facebook mm-hmm. or Instagram, whatever it is. But 99% of the time when you hear that, it's only because – they don't realize it, but the only place they're posting natively yeah. is where what's native to them. them. So if yes. they're 30, they're getting the most engagement on Instagram because they're speaking a 30-year-old language. Yes. If you're an older company that's starting and you're doing some stuff on Facebook, that's where your people are. Mm-hmm. So it's making sense. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Like you're doing great on that side of it if, they, if mm-hmm. you get the most engagement. But you need to realize that people also get older mm-hmm. and getting into younger platforms to get people to want to use your services as they get older is important. People eventually, you know, if you sell life insurance, people eventually need it. Yeah. Just because the 27-year-old necessarily isn't getting it yet. Mm-hmm. 
if you plan on being business in a, for a while, yeah, they're eventually going to. Yeah, and they should get it. Yeah, and they should, and more importantly, yeah, could you be the first company that's in their platform way before mm-hmm. they need it so that mm-hmm. five years from now you've been this awesome brand to them and now they want to hire you? Yeah, they wouldn't think of going But that's else. such a long-term play that yeah. people don't like playing. Which is why we love talking about it. Mm-hmm. And also, I think, too, with this new space – we're going to be able to have like hold workshops mm-hmm. and, you know, so if it's something that you're not skilled in or you don't have a lot of knowledge in, you know, being able to plug into mm-hmm. something like scaling creative and come mm-hmm. to a workshop or mm-hmm. listen to the podcast. I mean, it's going to give you a leg up. Yep. I think it's just amazing. what I think it comes down to is social media. I look at social media as like the gates are open to all f- for social media to work and for it to be good for you. But I think very few are willing to put the work in to understand it, execute it, and then maintain that execution. There's very few people that are willing to do all of that. And or worst case scenario, if they if they don't have the time or the willingness to learn it, they don't put the money where they need to to make it happen and have other people help you with that. So I think it's just it's important. But I but the, the key thing to understand is that it's open to everybody and that it does work. Yeah, and we just have incredible power too to be able to like track things and look at things and analyze things. But I also think it's a mistake that a lot of people make in social media is overanalyzing everything that mm-hmm. they post. Meaning because we have this incredible backend analytics of showing you mm-hmm. how many people saw things, clicked things, went to things. What can happen is people spend tiny, tiny, tiny amounts of money on like an ad mm-hmm. and they look at it. Did anyone click? Did anyone click? Okay, Facebook doesn't work. <laughs> like there, there's a little bit more to it. Yeah. <laughs> And just because you get the statistics, you don't get those statistics on a billboard mm-hmm. or a TV commercial mm-hmm. or a radio ad, mm-hmm. but you spend a ton of money on those and think that the money's going to a good place. But just because you get all these analytics and because you can see them, mm-hmm. people make that like the Bible of whether or not it actually is working. And they spend tiny amounts of money, get some reach, but then think, uh, not that many people clicked it. Well, maybe the ad was no good. Right. Or maybe it didn't speak to them whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you barely spent any money in comparison to every other thing. Yeah. There's just don't overanalyze things and realize that, especially if you're just starting it, mm-hmm. expect that for six to 12 months, no one's really going to care about anything you say for a long time. Yeah. Until, but then you'll start to get a flow and a schedule and an yeah. idea of like, okay, cool. They interacted a lot on this. What was it that maybe, did yeah. we use the right picture? Did we use like the right context? Was did we really speak that language? Did we ask mm-hmm. someone to do something like to tag a friend who did this or mm-hmm. what was it? I think analyzing what works is great mm-hmm. because if you get really high engagement on something, pay attention, mm-hmm. but also don't let one post that doesn't do well make you feel like you're just wasting your time. Yeah, you're not. Right. You got to just keep showing up, yeah, which and, brings and us let it change. Right. Which brings us back to the first original point of the more you show up, yeah. the more you know value, and the more uh, the more people are just seeing you. Obviously, so it's important that I think to not let perfection. I think a lot of people let perfection, mm-hmm. the, the pursuit of it, mm-hmm. scare them from just doing. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not like you can't just th- throw just anything up, but you can at some to some point just kind of throw as much as you can up right. because you can learn from a lot of that. And then that, like I said, is just showing up and showing up and showing up. There's so much power in that and not having to just sell everything and also keeping it in context of each social media platform is so important. Yeah. And that whole idea of perfectionism, I yeah. think like people, people don't really love that. I, I mean, that's why I think vulnerability is such 
an important aspect of, especially when it comes to like a personal brand. Like even I shared something last night on my Instagram that was a little bit vulnerable and the amount of messages I got and comments that I got, like it, it was just a very highly engaged post because it was me being real mm-hmm. and, and finding your voice. And I, it, even as a, a brand, you know, having those, it doesn't have to look perfect all the time or, you know, be so like sterile, you know, like I think social media nowadays allows you to see the fun of your brand. And that's why I think those other posts like highlighting employees Mm -hmm. or customers and it, it humanizes the brand. Yep. And one thing I want to touch on, and we touched about it in another topic, but just in case this is the first time listening to our podcast, I think it's really important for people to understand just how like organic reach in a platform works, meaning unpaid reach. Because I think a lot right. of people don't really get this and why why it's so important to show up so much. Mm-hmm. Because the way that organic reach is, works in all platforms now is, if you're unfamiliar with it, you post something mm-hmm. and they show it to a sampling of a small amount of people. Even if you have a thousand fans of your page, they don't show a thousand fans of your page. Right. They show a very small sample and they see what people do with it. Then they say, okay... People, decent amount of people liked it. Some people commented. We'll show a few more. And then mm-hmm. if those people do, they show a few more and they go show a few more until it eventually gets traction. Yes. If they show 50 people or 100 people or whatever sampling they decide to show and doesn't do well, it's dead mm-hmm. and no one else sees it. So what is important to realize about that is that the reason it's important to show up a lot and constantly post things is because it gives you a better chance of people actually being engaged with something Mm -hmm. because you're showing up often, which Mm -hmm. gives you a better lottery chance per se of getting more people to actually see it. Right. And that's an important thing to know, but it's important to know how organic reach works because you have to realize why some things, if nobody sees something or no one's engaged with something, Mm -hmm. it usually is a good indication that the post was no good. Right. Because they've showed a few people, yeah. No one was interested in it, yeah. So no one else saw it. So don't boost that one. Yes, and that's <laughs> and we'll talk a lot about that. But yeah, it's just that's how it works, and that's how it's always worked because Facebook cannot show everything to everybody. Right. And you can pay for more reach, but mm-hmm. you have to decide what's worth paying for and what's not, which we'll talk about in more depth when we get on those specific platforms. I'm excited to take it a little further in each of the different platforms because I think that this is really great knowledge for social media in general. Uh, But then you're going to be able to get so much more as we dive a little bit deeper. Yeah. I mean, social media can be overwhelming and that's, I think, why it's really important. We're going to dive into all those additional topics, like how you talk natively in Facebook and Instagram, YouTube, all those different places. So much more to come. So here's what I really want to ask of you. If you are watching this on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. You may have randomly come across this podcast, but it's really important to subscribe so that YouTube can hopefully show you when we post a new one. Also, if you really are into YouTube and you want to hit that bell, it'll make sure that it notifies you exactly when we do it. And if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Spotify, Google, Apple, whatever it is, make sure that you're following this podcast. So if someone shared this podcast with you, make sure you follow it. And if you would do us a huge favor, because it really helps other people, if you're listening to this on the Apple podcast like app, or you're listening to this through iTunes, if you could leave us a rating, it would be incredibly helpful for us. Part of the way podcasts work with search is that same thing with other social media. They look to see what people are saying 
and engaging with on a podcast. And if people like it, they want to share more. So we would love for you to leave us a five-star rating if you could. That'd be fantastic. And leave a comment. What things do you like? And if you don't think it's five-star, tell us that too. We'd love to improve on it. But we really want to hear from you. We create this podcast not to sell you anything, but to hopefully provide value. And we like knowing what value it may be providing. So whether you comment on YouTube, send us a DM on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anywhere you are, we are. If our social media account is active, I promise we are in there. <laughs> now, but thanks for listening. We're having a lot of fun with this. We hope you like the new space. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Lots more to come. See you next week on the Scaling Creative Podcast. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. She got some like kind of cool thing going there. <laughs>